You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcast.com. Hi there, I'm Mark, and what's wrong with my snuggles? I'm Ryan, and that's because I'm wearing a dress that accents my boobs. It does look very nice today. <laughs> very attractive. If only this was YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you, you lot are missing out. Uh, maybe we'll put a picture up on, <laughs> on the Twitter. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're back with episode five of our chronological order of the Friends TV show. So if this is the first time you're checking us out, go and look at the other episodes first, uh, unless you've find those boring for some reason five Um, episodes in so you know you've missed four (laughs) you have done it uh i i've been looking forward to this one all week uh i think this is where friends really starts to hit its stride and kick off agreed uh so episode five the one with the east german laundry detergent uh so why don't we just get straight into it i guess Would you let it go? It's not that big a deal. Not that big a deal? It's amazing, okay? You just reach in there, there's one little maneuver, and bam, a bra, right out the sleeve. All right, there, as far as I'm concerned, there is nothing a guy can do that even comes close. Am I right here? Oh, come on. You guys can pee standing up. We can? Okay, I'm trying that. All right, you know what blows my mind? Women can see breasts anytime they want. <laughs> Just look down and there they are. How you get any work done is beyond me. Oh, okay, you know what I don't get? The way guys can do so many mean things and then not even care. Multiple orgasms. There you go. Yeah, there, there is so many great lines there. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of want, want to pull each one out and talk about them uh, individually. Um, the whole bra thing. I don't know why Ross is so impressed by that. <laughs> Just like... do, do, you, do you not remember um, like at school where you'd have to like change for, for PE or whatever and guys would always just be having to take off everything to change and because of the girls wearing skirts or whatever, like they didn't have to take anything off. It never crossed my mind. No. It was just not getting changed for PU. Like, oh, I have, I have man boobs no. now. But back then, I didn't have man boobs. So I was like, I'm just getting changed. No, I, I remember guys specifically being like, why is it more awkward for us than you not, not figuring it out? No, t- no. never in the show. So watching the episode, I was like, why is Russ so impressed by this? This, this man's a doctor. He sees dinosaurs all day. Why does he care about a bra? Well, well, this is the other thing. With, with Joey talking about boobs, imagine if Joey had a phone now. Oh, he'd... And it, there would be an episode with him. He would just be on the phone all day. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't get any work done, that's for sure. Yeah, what Joey could do with Tinder would, would, be, would be impressive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, Phoebe talking about how, you know, how guys can do so many mean things. Well, actually, the girls can do mean things that we learned from last episode. Yeah, last episode, British establishes that girls can be mean too. Like, Rachel's impressed by peeing standing up, and I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, Having been out and about on adventures and in like countrysides and stuff, it is really easy to just, oh, I'll just have a peer retreat. And then women are like, oh, God, I've got a stoop and just, it's all awkward. Yes. Um, they can't do the same shit with their pants that they can do with their bra. So. I, I was going to say, I guess, guess that's our bra moment, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but you know, like like I said, so guys do mean things, but maybe that says more about Phoebe than the guys that she sees. Well, I think Joey's obsessed with that women can look at boobs whenever they want. And just in Joey's mind, women like boobs as much as Joey does. And I <laughs> yeah. guess Carol and Susan might, but <laughs> for the most part, it's just like, they don't care. Uh, and then Ross. Yeah, boom headshot, yeah. multiple <laughs> orgasms. Like, it's just, yeah, you, you can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I think for me, that has to be the, the joke of the episode for me. My joke. My joke. Uh, so, yeah, we, we then move on to our intro. And Chandler has big plans for Saturday night, which is date night. Well, to roll back, I noticed something in the title sequence. Okay. I'm still doing too many claps. <laughs> I don't know. I need to go through and count them. But I was like, right, I'll clap along. I'll see if I can do it this time. Five episodes in, I'm going to nail the claps. I still did too many. I feel like there is an episode, maybe third or fourth, that doesn't have any claps in. I just, I just keep doing too many. I need, I need to learn. But the end of season one, this is a challenge I'm going to set myself. We can find out later on if we do it. I need to have the right amount of claps and the timing needs to be down. Okay, so if we ever do a live show, that's going to be your, your special ability, isn't it? You're going to stand up on stage and show why you can do the claps. Just clap. Yeah. Well done. Why well, I learned something. Uh, so yeah, date night. Uh, with actually no plans. Instead, of, he's actually thinking of uh, breaking up with Janice. Chandler, nobody likes breaking up with someone. You just got to do it. No, I know, but it's just so hard, you know? I mean, you're sitting there with her, she has no idea what's happening, and then you finally get up the courage to do it, and there's that horrible, awkward moment when you've handed her the note. And... <laughs> Why do you have to break up with her? Be a man. Just stop calling. No. <laughs> if, if you want, I'll do it with you. Oh, thanks, but I think she'd feel like we're ganging up on her. No, I mean, you break up with Janice, and I'll break up with Tony. Oh, Tony? you break up with Tony? Yeah, I know, he's sweet, but it's just not fun anymore, you know? I don't know if it's me, or it's hunger strike, or I don't know. Retro ghosting? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. When Jeremy said it, I was like, that becomes a whole thing, Joey. <laughs> we rename that in the future. I, I did like Chanda is kind of shy. So he's like, I, had to, I have to write a note. So shy, just a massive coward. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like he would actually go up to women with a note saying like, I like you. Like, Here's my number. Just like, yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't be like, hello or anything. Because I, f- I feel like that's the type of guy he is. He's, he's just insecure in himself. I guess. It's just, yeah. I just, it just like, give them the note. <laughs> Like, can you imagine, like, if, if you're one of Chandler's exes, you probably sat at whatever your friend's cafe is going, this one guy gave me a note. <laughs> yeah. It just becomes a story. Uh, as long as it's not 17 pages, I think he's okay with that. Front and back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, breaking up is, is tough. Like, when it's not mutual, uh, and, you know, you're, you both can kind of, like, agree, like, yeah, it's, it's always going to be tougher on one person than the other. I guess, I mean, I've only had two what I'd consider significant relationships. One I ended, one the other person did. When I did end that relationship, I just had a massive sense of relief. Like the sentence eventually came out of my face. And the second I said it, my whole body was like, oh. <laughs> I'm free, I'm like, free. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, neither one of us were happy. Though, you know, I, I got out of there. Um, so to me, it's just, you just got to do it. But I well, guess I'm quite forthright as a person. So it's just like, yeah, this ain't working, let's go. It depends on your age as well. Like when you're 16, fine, right? When you're in your mid-20s, and we don't know how long Chandler's been seeing Janice for either. No. Uh, I kind of get the impression it's been a while mm-hmm. rather than a, a new relationship. Um, 
yeah, break, breaking up people is bad, but then Phoebe talks about offering to, to break up with Chandler, uh, to, to help him break up with, by breaking up with her boyfriend, Tony. Which is just a weird thing to make a pact over. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's both make someone miserable at the same time. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like she wasn't thinking about doing it, and she's like, you know what, I'll do it as well, why not? It's a thing to do. It's a good excuse. Uh, so yeah, we then have uh, Rachel uh, speaking about her father wanting to give her a Mercedes convertible if she moves back home. Yep, which again doesn't sound like the same man that we no. meet later on in the no. series. It's, it's, it's really weird, but at the same time, like if you could have a Mercedes convertible, yeah, move back home, sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I would, I would definitely do that. You take that deal too, to be fair. Uh, but then we do get the, the, the nasty side of him. Uh, where he tells her she will never make it on her own. So he really wants like a, a daddy's girl, I guess. He's very controlling. Yeah. It's, but it, it, as you say, it doesn't fit the tone of his character when we see him in later episodes. No, later on, he seems to, I guess he evolved as a person. We just don't see it. But later on, he's very much stand on your own feet, accept your own responsibilities, live your life. Yeah. Whereas now he's all like, come back to me. He, you're useless. He doesn't seem a, a loving father at all later on. No, he's very really cold, but he doesn't yeah. seem controlling. He just seems cold. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Angela walking in, an ex of Joey's. Um, when we talk about the show being dated, not that she's not an attractive woman, <laughs> but she couldn't be styled more 90s if she <laughs> yes. tried. Like She walks in and I'm like, 90s alert. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. away." laughs> so you would not wear that to like a co- casual coffee shop, would you? No. That's um, a foreign issue we're getting into about how people dress in public, but... I don't know where she's going, but it's not for coffee. No. Um, and then, you know, so she walks in and eventually gets the, Joey does get the, the courage to walk over to her, uh, where she explains why she's looking so good. Hey, Angela. Joey. You look good. That's because I'm wearing a dress that accents my boots. I mean, she's forthright. <laughs> I mean, she's, she explains why she looks good. I like it. It makes, you know, I wish more room with that, that blunt. <laughs> Just like she looks good because of her dress. Yeah, and I think for the show as well, um, it definitely does like help, like ground, ground in reality. Because most shows would probably avoid that and be like, oh no, she's, you know, she's not going to be obvious about it. Well, you, you very much, that one line sets her up as, this is a girl Joey would get on with. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> like, definitely. You get to know a bit about Angela immediately. Uh, but yeah, so we don't know why they broke up or even how long they were together. No. What I do like is that before Joey goes to approach her, he counts, but he counts with Mississippis. Yeah. Which immediately <laughs> never break it. Mississippi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, I, I think for, for Joey, he definitely is a guy who wants what he can't have. Yes. Or, well... I suppose there's always, everyone probably has that one person in their kind of dating history where you, you ended it or you didn't carry it on and you kind of like, you see them afterwards and go, oh, that was probably a mistake. But you have to wonder why she came in because she came in by herself. She knew he was going to be there, clearly. Yeah, I mean, probably everyone in New York knows that those six <laughs> yeah. people are on that sofa. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, she, she made it obvious of where she's going to sit and whatever. So... Is she coming back to show off to Joey? Like, look, I don't need you. Because she greets him as she comes in. She's like, hey, Joey. And yeah. He goes and sits down. I guess so. Maybe there's a bit of, you know, petty revenge. Like, you know, look what you left. Yeah. Or, or, is she, or does she actually want him back? I like that. And you've got like, ulterior motives yeah. from, from Angela getting coffee. Yeah. You know, she's going like, look, I've got, I've got someone else. Like, you know, I want you to chase me. Maybe 
maybe she wants that. Or, like I say, maybe she just wants to show she doesn't need him. Fair. It could, it could work either way. Uh, we then get Ross chatting to Rachel, uh, who explains that she's doing laundry with Monica. This is the start of Ross's legendary, awful flirting with Rachel, which just boggles my mind, because you've already been told by this girl that you're allowed to ask her out at some point. So clearly, she knows you like her. She looks you enough to want to go on a date. Yeah. You've got the green light, Ross. Why are you so awkward? Like, last episode, you were all upset about your first time with your now lesbian ex-wife. And now you're all fawning over Rachel like some kind of anime protagonist. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, what's happened, Ross? Did you forget she told you you could ask her out? Well, I think a lot of guys are, are like this, where they're like... Maybe the, maybe it's like a, to not be hurtful because because as a guy you have to put yourself out there more. Uh, generally, it's expected the the man is to to ask the woman out, sort of thing. So it's it's tougher, right? You you don't want to be rejected. No one wants to be rejected at all. But you've already been told you can ask her out. Like I suppose it would be a bigger slap in the face if she's told you to ask her out. You ask her out and then you get rejected. Yeah, you've got a double whammy, I suppose. Because but... he's feeling vulnerable at this time, so I think he's he's doing the the classic man thing of edging slowly. Trying to, to see which way this is going to hedge his bets, I guess. I guess. I don't Maybe Russ and I are just different people in terms of dating. Perhaps. But I, I think you're right at the same time. Like, he, he's going too slow and awkward. He should just be like, hey, why don't we... I wouldn't say get coffee because you know who's going to be there. <laughs> it's all they do. Yeah, why, why, why don't we uh, go get dinner? Just us two. And, uh, and see how that goes. I've never been on a dinner date thinking about it. I've been on not, not even a Nando's. I've been on I've been on dates <laughs> with people I'm already seeing. I guess I've never been on like that kind of first date dinner date. Just seems really awkward to me. I have to hang out in a different capacity as opposed to let's sit opposite each other and eat. Well, Ross does act a bit more awkward in that he invites himself along. Yeah, to, it's just like I'm going to come uh, to laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's kind of cute. Like, if you've got a crush on someone, you, you want to find an excuse to spend time with them. Um, we've all been there where you do just kind of, like, fumble around and be like, yeah, I'll just be near them because it's nice. Well, that is until uh, Rachel catches him out. and It's like, don't you already have a laundry <laughs> room in your building? Uh, so let's hear that. Oh, hey, why don't, um, why don't I just join you both there? Don't you have a laundry room in your building? Yes. I do have a laundry room in my building. Um, but there's a rat problem. Apparently, uh, they're attracted to the, the dryer sheets, and, you know, they're going in fine, but they're, they're coming out all, all fluffy. I mean, poor rats. <laughs> I, I really like how he, he plays Ross. Um, you know, just, just the stilted, yes, I do have a laundry room. <laughs> He's shrinking on his feet, to be fair. He's like, I've got to invent a problem. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but it's, it's, it's hard for us to think of, you know, people not having, uh, having to actually do laundry. Like, around here, there's no, like, laundromat places. No, but, like, when I was a kid, I remember there being laundromats uh, around. as well in my area. Um, and then over the years... It just became fairly standard for every English home or British home to have a washing machine and a dryer in yeah. the house. Whereas in, in New York especially, uh, a lot of apartments don't have f- facilities for washing machines. So like they, don't, they, don't, they don't have the plumbing already in the, the, the high-rise buildings um, to, to support like a washing machine or dishwasher or whatever, um, which is why they do have their own laundry rooms because like that's where it was put. So if you live in America, that's, 
You do? Just honestly, oh, the idea of communal laundry is just weird to me. <laughs> yeah, like whenever I've been traveling and had to, had to use it, there's always the fear someone's going to touch my stuff. Yeah. And then I'm going to have no clothes. Or, you know, you, you basically have to sit there and wait for it, especially in a, in a more public setting. You're like, well, I can't just leave the machine there for an hour and hope to come back because someone else is going to want to use it. Yeah, someone, yeah, or someone's going to steal my stuff. Like, no one's stealing my hockey shirts. Like, no. <laughs> no, no. <They're> expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, the fact you can't really kind of do it on your own timetable. Yeah, odd. Well, imagine there's just a queue. Like, it's, it's really busy. <laughs> like, oh, I've got to spend two hours sat here waiting for someone else to finish. And then, of course, you need the change as well. The exact change to put in the machine. Oh, what a nightmare. Um, but apart from that, you know, we, we move on and Angela has a new date, but she clearly has a, a thing for Joey, I think at least. Um, even though he's just said, let's be friends to her, basically. Which guys never mean. No. Ever. I don't think I've ever said to a girl I've, I've been into, let's be friends and meant it. I guess it depends how, how it ended, right? Well, no, if, well, if it's... How to phrase this? If it's a relationship that's ended, I've meant it. Yeah. Because I'll happily... The relationship's over, so I'm not trying to rekindle that to be friends. But when a girl that you initially went to is like, we could just be friends, and I'm like, okay, that will do for now. <laughs> I, I guess you want to hedge your bets a bit don't you of like all right well let's let's leave it there and if it if it works out great but uh, it's not yeah i mean you know it's a consolation prize yeah and and i guess we're going back to the previous episode with the dating phrases of let's be friends doesn't yeah, mean that especially when someone says it to you it's basically about saying let's still be in each other's lives but in a platonic context and it's like well if you if there's a spark there there's going to be a spark there no matter what i don't i don't even think it's that i think it's let's be friends because this is a way i can end it and i don't be mean about it instead of be me being goodbye i'm never seeing you again i suppose um so you know joey uh wants to to get back with angela and so suggests a double date double date with his girlfriend (laughs) who's going to be monica (laughs) uh which is yeah this is the start of what I enjoy about Friends, uh, I guess it's got that, 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 that Frasier feel, hasn't it, of just like the misdirection and the lies and... Yeah, it's classic kind of sitcom farce where there's yes. an absolutely ridiculous situation you would never get in real life, but it's comedy gold. Uh, so we're, we're back at the apartment where Joey is trying to convince Monica to come with him so he can win Angela back. I'm a favour here. You know, I'm thinking if I do this thing for her brother, maybe Angela will come back to me. What's going on here? You, you go out with tons of girls. I know, but... <laughs> Look, I made a huge mistake. I never should have broke up with her. Will you help me, please? So this is the thing about Joey. He, he gets tons of girls, as we, we see and Monica has said. Uh, but why does he get rid of them? Or do they get rid of him? I mean, I think Joe's very much, he enjoys the conquest. He's a bit Pepe Le Pew-ish. You know, he, he, he likes the challenge. He likes the challenge and the chase. And then once, once he's had what he wanted, he loses interest. And then obviously he sees Angela wants her again, but can't have her. And it's going to drive Joey wild. Like, no, I need to, because he's Joey. He needs to do it. And I really do like Joey's lie. Like, Joey's lies are always the most stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's her brother. <laughs> She's like, okay. Well, I mean... But then it's obviously Monica's going into this completely blind and yep. has no idea that that isn't the case. But I just like how Joey's so determined to sleep with Angela again. He'll lie to his friend. Just <laughs> yeah. completely I'll just lie to you. He's clearly going to get rumbled at some point. Yeah, it, you know, if you're honest about it, like he knows that Monica would say no if he was honest. See, I'm pretty sure most of my friends, if I was like, come on a date with me, 
so we can try and break up a girl. They'd be like, you're an ass, put her right. Like, it sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> they'd probably do it just to be like, fine, I'll be supportive, but it's not a nice thing to do. Uh, but, you know, Joey, Joey is like this in later episodes where he doesn't think his plans through, especially with dating. <laughs> Joey doesn't think. He, no, just... <laughs> he, he does it worse with, with Phoebe, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, David. <laughs> Any David? <laughs> um, but get, getting back to, to this episode, uh, we do get a glimpse of Ross's bedroom, uh, which I thought was ab- absolutely amazing because it looks like a child's room. <laughs> so it's absolutely filled with dinosaur figures all over the room and race cars and, and things. I mean, being a man-child, I'm not going to criticize Ross for <laughs> <No. these> dinosaur <laughs> figures. <laughs> but, you know, when I think of Ross, I think of him as being like the oldest and most mature, I guess, of all of them. Uh, because, you know, he was married. He's got a, a successful career, I guess, going on. And you think of him being like a kind of more down-to-earth. But then he's got his bedroom with his dinosaurs and race cars out. <laughs> uh, and may, maybe, maybe Cal didn't like, let him have those out. So he's, you know, I'm doing what I want. She's gone now, so I'll have my dinosaurs. But he's, he's definitely not thought about any women he's bringing back to his bedroom with, with that out. Yeah, no. Like, good thing it would be dark. <laughs> <laughs> they wake up the next morning and like, have you got a kid? He's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, he does. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then Chandler offers him some advice about doing his laundry, uh, as this is going to be a date. Well, hold on there, Camper. Are you sure you've thought this through? It's laundry. The thinking through is pretty minimal. <laughs> See, it's just you and Rachel, just the two of you? Yeah. This is a date. You're going on a date. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, huh? <laughs> So what are you saying here? I should shave again, uh, pick up some wine, what? Well, you uh, may want to rethink the dirty underwear. (laughs) What? This is basically the first time she's going to see your underwear. Do you want it to be dirty? (laughs) No. Oh, and uh, the fabric softener? Okay, okay. Now, what is wrong with my snuggles? I, it, it, it what? It says I'm a sensitive, warm kind of guy, you know, like a little fuzzy bear. <laughs> All right. Classic neurotic Chandler. Let's not make everyone <laughs> overthink everything the way he would. Well, at the same time, like, Ross knows it's a date, because why would he be getting nervous about it otherwise? He, he knows. I suppose he knows deep down, but having your mate flower would say, dude, it's a date. Yeah. You would be like, what kind of movie? You would be like, no, don't say it out loud. Like, it's fine if we just know it's a secret. But uh, Ben Chandler is right. Don't take your dirty underwear. Yeah, we've on that one. I'm a, I'm a mix on Chandler's advice. Don't take your dirty pants. Yep, totally. Leave leave that out. Um, your snuggles fabrics up though. No, it just it's. But I want to be comfortable. I wouldn't care who knows. This is nineties macho nonsense. Well, yeah, Ross is right. You know, it's comfortable. You know, it's. Shows he's, he's caring, like, whatever. Does, does his job? Like, I would rather a woman know that I use snuggles, fabric stuff, and that I'm comfortable in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, one, the one that's itchy the and rough. Of ways. Oh, yeah, I'm miserable. Yeah. <laughs> no, snuggles all the way. Um, so, yeah, we go, we go back to Joey. So the, this episode swaps back and forth between Ross and Joey, basically, um, quite often. So we, we're going to be doing that quite a bit here. So Joey hasn't told Monica... That Bob is Angela's date, says it. Brother? Yep. Oh, her brother. Um, we then go back to um, Chandler and Phoebes as they wait for their dates to turn up to dump them. Which I really like because it's 
sitcoms sometimes tend to ignore characters or certain characters get lost in certain episodes where you're okay Phoebes must be busy or what's Monica doing whereas this episode takes all six core members and splits them into manageable duos and gives everyone something to do and even though it does jump around a lot it's still quite cool as an overarching episode that everyone gets something to do well yeah because most shows at the time had a free act structure and Friends doesn't have that. And I'm sure the, the creators even mentioned this in one of their commentaries of like, we didn't want Friends to, to be like that. You know, it might only have two acts or it might have like six or seven. And we've definitely like got that here with the characters all doing their own different things. And, and I think this is where uh, traditional Friends starts, where it's just the friends together doing things, not with extras who we don't know the name of. Yeah. And there's loads of stuff like with Friends. they like directorial stuff where... Like traditionally TV uses like especially for conversation like over the shoulder shots so you've got like over shoulder over shoulder two shot whereas Friends has so many wide shots in it just to take in the whole set the whole scene everyone gets to perform it, when you go back and watch other sitcoms from the time Friends doesn't look anything like them it feels really dynamic and fresh in comparison because you are just watching the whole scene unfold as opposed to it being let's look at Ross over Monica's shoulder and switch back to Monica over Ross's shoulder <laughs> yeah. look at them both face to face it's just the camera's quite still for a lot of it yes it's refreshing Oh, yeah. So um, I know that Friends, at, at one point, they was going to have it as a one-camera show rather than multi-camera. Um, but the, the creators, they wanted it to have multiple. So, yeah, Friends was, was at one point potentially going to be like a, a one-camera show rather than multi-camera because uh, a lot of sitcoms at the time were just one camera. It's cheaper. It's easier. I think of like Married with Children. I think that was like a one-camera show. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Uh, but they wanted it to be more dynamic and have multiple cameras so you can see things, but at the same time they, they focus um, depending on like, what's going on at the time. Yeah, it's definitely a good decision to have multiple cameras. So you get, just to get more at your performance, I suppose, from the actors as opposed to it just being limited to everyone make sure you're in this exact right position so we can see you. Well, let's, uh, let's head back to Chandler doing his breakup. Hey, Janice. Oh, my God. I am so glad you called me. I had the most supremely awful day. <laughs> hey, that's not good. Can I get an espresso and a latte over here, please? Oh, we got the proofs back from that photo shoot. You know, the one with the little vegetables? Anyway, they pretty much sucked. So I blew off the rest of the afternoon. I went shopping. And <laughs> I got you... I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I got what? you. What? What? Did you get me there? I got So yeah, Janice has had a pretty terrible day. She has. Uh, that is not the time to break up with someone, I feel. Uh, I mean... I guess not, you probably already know you're going to ruin their day. If they already had a bad day, you don't want to pile it on top. So, you know, you, you don't want to break up to be um, as memorable as it is devastating then. <laughs> uh, yeah, at least it would put the rest of her day into perspective. I suppose if you want to flip it around. I guess so. But having someone who's already stressed out and upset and you're going to add to that, it's not a great feeling, but... It isn't, but I guess that's kind of selfish. Like, you're basically <laughs> going, oh, I don't want to feel even worse about what I'm doing, so I won't do it today. No, and, and breaking up with someone isn't enjoyable, as Chandler already says. Um but in the background, we've got Phoebe there breaking up with her boyfriend in like two seconds. Yep. Little hug. Yep. Off he goes. End up. You're like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, what did you do? Yeah. So, so how was he so happy to, to leave? I guess Phoebe's just honest. You know, it goes a long way. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he wasn't into her either. Who knows? Um, 
But then we get onto the, the point where Janice has gone through her bag. She's found her, her present for Chandler. Some Rocky and Bullwinkle socks. Oh, Bullwinkle socks. Because yep. he's already got the Rocky socks. Yeah, I, I'm not too familiar with this cartoon show. I've seen the film, I think, briefly. I've seen the odd episode. Um, it's no Tom and Jerry, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very American thing. It, it wasn't a thing over here. I think they tried to bring it here, but... Just didn't work. No. Uh, we have Janice's, you know, voice, her iconic voice, but not, not quite the laugh yet. No, we don't, we don't get the iconic line yet either. Um, I mean, it was really nice to see Janice. I was very excited that Janice was popping up because... Because this is her introduction, isn't it, really? Yeah, you've, got the, you know, you've got the core cast of characters. And I'm sure if you said people like, name seven characters in Friends, the seven characters are going to be Janice or Gunther, I reckon. Like, yes. They're probably one of them. Maybe Emily, because she gets a lot of hate. Uh, Tom Selleck. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Who is the, I guess everyone listening can ask, who's your seventh <laughs> yeah, yeah. character? Because to me, it's always Janice. She's, yeah. she's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. Maggie okay. Wheeler, who's, to be honest, is typecast forever. Maggie Wheeler could never be anything and not you to see her as Janice. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Janice. Well, she's, I was watching an episode of The X-Files the other day, and she appeared in that as like a, a I don't know if it was an agent or a police officer or whatever. Uh, she's totally normal in that. It's like, oh, I thought Janice was, was her, like that... Who she, who she sounded like all the time, uh, which really impressed me a lot more. But she's in the Justice League cartoon. Oh, okay. Uh, she voices an Amazon uh, Antiope, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and a bunch of random parts. Um, but it's just weird hearing Amazon Janice. Yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't take Chandler's nonsense the same way if she was an Amazon. But I, I wonder if, like, her phrase, like the Oh My God phrase, like everyone in the 90s would say that. I wonder if she kind of what brought that to, to light for everyone yeah, was that her or was it written in the script yeah huh? research time <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back uh, at the laundromat Hi, I'm Ray, and this is my friend Alex. Hi. And we do a show called No More Whoppers. Do you want pins and stickers? Because we don't have them. Like a broken keyboard, we're out of control. Check it out. You got Wah Wah Wah, Poet Hojo. How about a No More Whoa? Join us every month or so on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Retrograde Amnesia is a comprehensive podcast about classic Japanese RPGs. Each season, we cover a single game, chapter by chapter, beat by beat. Season one covers Xenogears. Season two covers Chrono Cross. Each episode, we play a section of the game and unpack the story, mechanics, music, and themes. Also, our post-production AI companion, the FakeNet, fills us in on the finer details we may have missed. Initializing FakeNet. Yes, they need me for everything. Find Retrograde Amnesia at greenlitpodcasts.com. Hey, we're back. Did you miss us? hope so that, those were some great adverts whatever they were <laughs> uh do check out those podcasts uh so yeah we're we're back at the laundromat uh i'm just gonna get straight into the clip here what's going on hi um nothing this horrible woman just took my machine was your basket on top yeah but there were no suds so well you know no suds no say no suds excuse me hold on a second this is my friend's machine Hey, 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 our stuff wasn't in it. Hey, 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 that's not the rule, and you know it. I mean, is there another character in Friends as hated as evil laundromat lady? She has a really weird look to her, and I, I, I can't figure out if it's just weird clothing or if it has, like, some kind of meaning behind it. 
uh, just, just just don't like her. She's it's, immediately unlikable. Well, it's just like her her hat and top look like they they are meaning something because she she really stands out compared to anyone else in the show. She does in terms of what she looks like. Um, yeah, she is a horrible woman, and <laughs> and like her immediately. And New York is kind of I wouldn't say known, but like thought of as like everyone is mean because they're all busy and that. But anytime I've been to New York, everyone has been absolutely lovely. Well, yeah, she's the like, kind of bullish New Yorker cliche. And when I went to New York, admittedly, it wasn't in the 90s, but um, New York changed a lot over that time. Um, but yeah, no, everyone was lovely. Like, instant. To the point where I remember walking past the chap and he said, nice shoes. And in Britain, that would be like the start of a fight. Yes. Like, what are you talking about? And I looked up in my mind, like aggressively, like, what's he trying to say about my shoes? And I was just greeted by this really happy, smiling American who just liked my shoes. He actually meant what he said. And I was like, oh. So her being this rude cliche of New York doesn't really ring true for me because I've never experienced it. She's just a horrible lady. No, and I'm, I'm sure those people do exist. I'm sure they do. But yeah, I guess they're not. They're not. The stereotype's not as true as, you know pop culture would have you believe no you know philadelphia always gets a bad rap for being full of horrible people um but they're flyers fans so it's probably true <laughs> and and you got to think where they've done their the laundry has got to be in a, a posh area because of where they live right so you'd, you'd think the type of person who's going there generally going to be more upper class yeah, you know, she's just she's just horrible no there's no redeemable qualities about this woman at all there's not no. uh but then we have ross jumping in white knighting for rachel definitely gets to be a hero <laughs> Um, and the, the woman backs down. Uh, I find it, yeah, I, I, I think he's a bit of a white knight here. He comes in very strong. He does. I mean, I like the idea that there's actually some kind of secret laundromat etiquette that Rachel's just oblivious to. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not the rule. It's just, <laughs> like, just like, there's a rule for laundry. <laughs> like, all right. But, you know, it, it works for Rachel. She's, she's impressed. Uh, and then Ross tries to uh, flirt in his own unique, clumsy way. So, yeah, Ross is explaining uh, the Uber Vice <laughs> laundry detergent and how it's extra tough trying to be a, a tough man himself. Which, you know, he's not really. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Uh, and then he's explaining to, to Rachel how to actually do laundry because she's just bundling it all into a machine, which I think anyone who's moved out of home the first time has just done, just put it all into the machine in one go. Yeah, I mean, logically, you shouldn't do that. I assume like everyone knows, but it, you know, it goes to show Rachel's naivety and you know how sheltered her life had been before that. Well, yeah, she's uh, like I doubt her parents did the laundry. She they probably had staff that. Yeah, did it. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's where she's come from. Rachel had dirty clothes, and then suddenly they were clean. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, that, that's how uh, some of our friends' lives are, aren't they? So, um, we then find out that uh, she's a bit of a laundry virgin. So let's hear that. Have you? Have you never done this before? Well, not myself, but I, I know other people that have. <laughs> okay, you caught me. I'm a laundry virgin. Uh, well, don't worry. I'll use the gentle side. <laughs> See, I, I love this joke. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of terrible because it's, it's, it's subtle and Ross doesn't kind of fully go into it he doesn't commit I feel like if he committed <laughs> no. it would have been a big laugh yeah. but he doesn't commit he's got some awkward it's like, it's like no but commit Ross commit to the joke it's so awkward just like the gentle cycle <laughs> no don't, don't do that uh, so yeah I think that's going to get the line isn't it my joke my joke yeah uh, hit it again it's my joke too. <laughs> yeah. let's do that again then hang on my joke my joke uh, yeah Ross is Kind of terrible at flirting. Just some of the stuff he says, just 
it makes you want to cringe, really. Um, yeah. I'm also awful at flirting. I don't know what good flirting looks like, but I don't know what bad flirting looks yeah. like. <laughs> well, well I, guess, I guess this is the, the other side of it. Joey is the good flirting, right? Where it's just natural and confident. I guess. I don't, I don't know how charming I find it, how you doing, but, you know, Russ doesn't have that no. je ne sais quoi that Joey does. I, I think Chandler's in the middle. Like, he knows his flirting's bad, so doesn't really do it. But I think Chandler knows he's funny. So yes. I feel like he knows he can get away with it. Like yeah. He doesn't have to be as good as flirting because he's funny. Whereas Ross is terrible. And we, we have a whole episode of that quite late on <laughs> <laughs> about the gas. Yeah. Uh, I really can't wait to get to that one. Uh, but then Ross gets a bit shy about Rachel's underwear. Which was an odd one. It, he does. He's very like, I mean, admittedly, she just has kind of like thrust her knickers out of his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, oh. But then he, again, he just brings to mind like weird anime protagonist again. He's, <laughs> he's just uncomfortable at anything to do with woman at all. Yeah. Well, in his mind, it's probably uh, power transference, isn't it? It's like, those have touched her bits. I've touched her underwear by power transference. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really weird. Like, through a pair of pants, Ross, like, calm down. At the same time, they are her dirty underwear. I, I, Potentially, I, I don't know. To me, it's Ross weirdly fetishizing an iron clothing. Like I wouldn't get his pants, especially their dirty pants. I'm like, yeah. oh, like the same logic that that Chandler had for Ross not taking his pants in my head would have applied to Rachel. And then this is why I find really weird because clearly Rachel isn't thinking of this the same way Chandler and Ross were. Because if she thought it was a date, she wouldn't have took her little tiny white pants. Yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Aren't very glamorous. I just assumed Rachel would have fancier underwear than... I was about to say, if that show was now, it would be a fong or something like that. A bit more embarrassing, I guess, or, or sexy underwear. Yeah, it's something like negligee. Just, yeah. just, not just some white cotton pants. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we end up back at the restaurant with Joey, uh, and he's chatting to Bob, and it's, me, and it's making it clear uh, Bob is into Monica, I think, a little bit. At this point in the episode, I'd forgotten they existed. Like, mm. I was so, like, entertained by Janice and Chandler and the breakup and then Ross and Rachel at the laundromat. I'd forgotten that Joey and Monica even had a plot. This is the weakest of the, the three plots, for sure. But they popped up. I remember they cut back to them and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Angela and Bob. But I, I feel like at this point, if, if Joey said, you know, me and uh, Monica are, are looking for another couple, I think Bob would have been up for that. He, he seems interested in Monica. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, but you know, Joey then explains, you know, it's not going to work out for him and Monica, which is kind of a weird thing to say on a date to someone you've just met. It is, especially with his justification to Bob of why him and Monica <laughs> aren't going to work. Well, I, I think that's, that's amazing. You know, he, he just tells, tells him, you know, she's, she's too much in bed for me. Like, that would, I guess it, it does what it's supposed to be. It makes Bob curious. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'd be like, in what? way like just, <laughs> that's when i like you've brought up the inappropriate subject at this point am i allowed to ask inappropriate questions <laughs> yeah. yeah i need to, i need to know more of why you think that's a problem like, it, please explain yeah yeah so <laughs> someone keeps feeding you cake why is it why is that an issue you know <laughs> yeah. uh so let's hear that monica monica is great yeah yeah she is but uh it's not gonna last She's too much for me in bed. <laughs> Sexually. I've got to tell you, Bob is terrific. Yeah, isn't he? Oh, it is so great to meet a guy who's smart and funny and has an emotional age beyond like eight. You know what else? 
He's unbelievable in bed. Wow. My brother never even told me when he lost his virginity. Huh. Uh, October 20th. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> We've literally had this brought up in the previous episode. He did tell you. You know. It's weird. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, it's a plot hole. Maybe she, she realised how weird it was and just... <laughs> tried to forget about <laughs> Just it. Just pretend he didn't tell me. Uh, everything about this conversation is, is odd because, you know, someone's saying their brother is good in bed. My first answer would not be, oh, my brother's never told me anything. It would be like, why do you know that? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah why, why do you think that? Why, why are you so happy about your brother being like this? Just, yeah, it's the, strange. The show has a weird thing about brothers and sisters. Like, you have the later episode with the, the guy that Rachel is into. And his sister. Mm-hmm. So there, there is something going on in the background there about brothers and sisters a bit too much, I think. Especially when you later find out about Monica's first kiss. Yep. And it's just a bit like, okay, this is, seems to be popping up quite a bit. <laughs> it friends. does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you saying here? Uh, I did like Joey adding on to, to his line. Uh, just to make it absolutely clear that she's too much in bed, not because she sleeps too much, but sexually. sexually. Like, before that, Bob was thinking she hugs all the cupboards. <laughs> yeah. No, no sex. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we're in the, the same place there. Um, so, yeah, after that, that weirdness and awkwardness, uh, we go back to, to Chandler, who's still trying to break up with Janice and makes Janice very upset. I mean, I feel really sorry for Janice in this entire episode because she's been nothing but adorable and sweet so far. We don't have any context for their relationship, so we don't know, is Janice a nightmare? Later on, we learn more about Janice. She's not annoying at this point, is she? No, she's not annoying. We don't know if she's done anything wrong. She's just had a hard day at work, gone straight herself to some shopping, and after having a hard day at work, which would be a perfectly reasonable time to be entirely self-indulgent, she's taken the time to think, you know what, I'll buy my boyfriend some socks that he can wear with his other matching socks. And I'm like, ah, oh, again, old yeah. sentimental me. But and, just... and, and you've, you've also said in the past, like, you know, at the time she's attractive, like, it's nothing wrong with her um you know i'm sure chandler thinks she's got a massive forehead or a wonky nose or or something right she's too too picky as always but i mean at that point i'd have been like buying her a coffee like yes (laughs) as she leaves phoebe let's sit down with me i'll buy her a coffee because she seems lovely and and chandler's definitely not a guy who's who's got many options and isn't confident enough to to be like a jury no, I just want a justification from Chandler, really. Like, yeah. why, are you le- why are you breaking up with poor Janice? She seems really nice. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's fine for him to have a reason. It's just, at this point, we don't, we don't know one. what it is. Now, if she'd done the laugh, may, maybe, maybe there's a reason there. Yeah. You, you could be like, okay, she's annoying. Um, so after that uh, brief interlude, we get back to the laundry, uh, where we get to hear the laundry song. So I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just going to play the song, because this is great. The laundry's done. It's a, it's, it's a song. The laundry song that we sing. Uh-oh, the laundry's done. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What's the matter with No, nothing, nothing. Lilo, the laundry's done. Okay, all right, all right. It's just that you left a, a red sock in with all your whites, and now everything's kind of pink. It's just that noise at the end. <laughs> Poor Rachel. Yep. Just, I mean, before this, she's had like this whole speech where if she can do this one thing, she'll know she can make it on her own, and then it doesn't go well. No. Uh, she's going to be like a giant marshmallow peep. 
Yep. Have you ever had one of those? I haven't. They they are just marshmallows, but like in the shape of like a chicken. Oh. You seen that? No. That's, that's the yellow one. I don't know what the the pink one looks like. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a big thing in America. I think I see that I see them and talked about a lot. But yeah, no, over my head straight away. Uh, yeah, the laundry song's weird. It's funny, but I'm sure loads of you out there listening to this right now. Every time you do laundry, you're like, the laundry is done. <laughs> I mean, me and Hat Lady walked past and chuckles at poor Rachel's misfortune. Yep. And again, you're just like, Ugh, I hate you. Like we thought we'd seen the last of her when Ross defeated her, but no, she's still lurking around the laundromat. But I, I've never had anything change colour, and I think it's just like most clothes you buy now are like colour fast, so they don't leak out with their colour. Yeah, after, I mean, after that first time, at least. I still split my load yes. when I'm, you know, doing washing just in, just in case. But obviously I know how to do laundry and uh, poor Rachel doesn't. And like, I think I was more annoyed at the mean woman's chuckle than anything else. It was just really, really angered me. I was like, poor Rachel, you're just being horrible. <laughs> but, you know, Rachel is going to go for these experiences of doing things for the first time. I guess it's just, I mean, technically it's Ross's fault. Like he should, he was there supervising. He was laundry hero. Surely he should have checked. But, but he's right though. Like anyone could make that mistake of, Leaving a sock in it. it's a tiny sock. Yeah, I guess. You know, in a bundle of laundry. Like it's gonna ha- and who knows if it's even Rachel's sock. Like if you ever use like a, a public place like that, you generally find clothes inside the machine still though if someone's not emptied out properly. Ugh, it's gross. <laughs> it is. Um But we head back to the restaurant again, so we're going backwards and forwards quite a quite a bit now. Um Like you said earlier, I, I think the whole Joey Monica subplot. I don't know if it should have been condensed or if they split it up this way because they knew it wasn't like as good as the other, other ones. Which is odd because when you, if you looked at them kind of each micro plot summarized, uh, double date where you think they're siblings sounds a lot funnier than people doing laundry in a breakup, but somehow it's still the weakest segment of the show. It is, but I, I think this kind of like starts to redeem itself right now uh, because Monica actually finds out the truth. Oh my God. What? Hello? Were we at the same table? It's like cocktails in Appalachia. Come on, they're close. Close? She's got her tongue in his ear. Oh, like you've never gotten a little rambunctious with Ross. Right? Uh, Joey, this is sick. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's not really true, is it? Well, you used to say what's true. Oh, I mean, my God. What were you thinking? All right, look, I'm not proud of this, okay? That line from Joey, I don't know if it's funny or just sick. <laughs> I mean, it's funny when you find out stuff in later episodes. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. Because <laughs> she did get around from just with Ross. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just Joey trying to double down on his grossness. And he's just it like, is, yeah. you know, I don't want to confess the truth yet. Uh, but in the show notes, you, you did... Bring up something about the cocktails in... In Appalachia. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd had a, oh, she said it, and I vaguely recognised Appalachia, and was like, okay, I'm going to have to Google this, because is it a reference to a movie, or like, what is it? Um, it's literally just that Appalachia was like a kind of frontier town, and he's a bit of rednecky, and there's just, you know, redneck joke slash incest joke here for rednecks. Okay. Because um, he got a really big laugh from the audience in the episode, as you heard in the clip, and it's, I'm like... Is it that funny? It must mean something, yeah. It must yeah. mean something, but yeah, it's just, just a throwaway redneck joke, really. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wonder how that would play now, like if that is a thing that people would pick up on, like especially Americans, or if it's like very much at the time. I imagine, I don't know, I imagine it would still be funny to Americans, but I don't know what the British equivalent would be. Uh, somewhere up north, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we then head back to, to Chandler and Janice, who's still trying to break up. Uh, when Chandler hits Janice in the eye. He's drumming on the table because he's had like a million espressos. So I paused the episode to count and he's on his 10th espresso at this point. Wow. Little shots of coffee just banging away on the table. Yeah. <laughs> That's when what's he's like, you're like boom, boom. And then he accidentally smacks her in the face. <laughs> For the third boom, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely the worst breakup in the history of the world. Yep. Um, but then as, as Janice goes to sort out her contact lens, uh, she comes out, chats to Phoebe in the background. Phoebe gives her a hug and Janice is happy and wanders out. Magic Phoebe hugs. Uh, Chandler has no idea what, what, what she does, what she said. Uh, who knows? But we finally get back to the laundry, which is it's probably the, the better plot line to, that has the interest in it. Yeah, when you, when you look at it in detail, it's easily the best. But initially, it just sounds dumb. It's two people washing clothes, but... But uh, Davis Swimmer does a, a really great job of, you know, making it funny. Yeah, it's very, it's very physical. Like, yeah. it just looks awkward and off and you can't help but laugh at him. But it, it's very real as well. It's not outlandish. It is just them doing washing and doing boring stuff, really. But he makes it funny. He does. Uh, so we're at the, the laundry and the evil woman appears again to steal their cart. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me, we had this cart. Yeah, well, I had a 24-inch waist. You lose things. Now, come on, get out of my way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You know, maybe I wasn't being clear. Uh, this was our cart. Hey, 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 there weren't any clothes in it. Hey, 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 quit making up rules. Let go. Oh, come on, this is my cart. I thought it was All right, listen, Mitzi, if you want this cart, you're going to have to take me with it. Who's Mitzi? Why did she get called Mitzi? Well, it's, it's like, like calling someone lady, isn't it? Like, it's, it's an insult, which we don't use. You wouldn't be like, hey, lady. Like, hey, Mitzi. Like, I don't know. If you say Missy, I'd be like, fair enough. But Mitzi, I'm like, I don't... Is that a reference I'm missing? No, I, I feel like it's just a, an insult for someone you don't know. Fair enough. But, you know, Rachel, Rachel gets her groove, climbs in the basket. She sa- yeah, she stands up for herself, doesn't she? Which she, she hasn't done at all, really, for the last four episodes. No, yeah, she's, you know evolving as a person she is yeah uh but i noticed that ross doesn't actually jump in at all he he leaves it up to her like first time he's jumped in and protected her and this time he's like no i'm standing back and watch yeah be proud of rachel Uh, i do like when mitzi as we'll call her uh, (laughs) says that she had a 24 inch waist you lose things (laughs) yeah i think my 24 inch waist is wherever she's like (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely gone uh but she walks away and then rachel kisses ross on the lips which is the it's only an intimate thing to do in a celebration, but all right. No, it's, I think that's a, a thing you see in, in TV shows, especially like the, the grab by the face, kiss on the lips, push away sort of thing in, in celebration or thanks or whatever. I guess. I suppose in the context of knowing Ross is a huge crush, I know it seems weird, but yes. in general it wouldn't. Well, I, I guess now you probably couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like thanks to his brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there's many reasons why you couldn't do it now, yeah. Um, Ross is so stunned that he then walks into an open washing machine door. And falls down. And again, just screams anime protagonist. That's all I kept thinking you every think? time I saw Ross. Like, anime protagonist, <laughs> anime protagonist, like every 20 seconds. See, I, w- I want to know if it, it hurt, because it looked like he actually kind of went for it. Yeah, I mean, it's... A I know it's a door. swinging door, but like, it looked like he actually tried to, to hit it. Yeah, like a good bump, I suppose. He goes down convincingly. Uh, we then end up back at the cafe where Rachel is actually nursing Ross and, you know, he's enjoying the, the touchy-feelies, I think. Yeah, it's very intimate. I mean, <laughs> yeah. admittedly they've just kissed, but she's sat, you know, basically on the arm over him, looking after him. 
But it, it's that kiss is not the kiss. It's not, like, it's not that kiss. It's, that's that's just a friend excited moment, I guess. It's a kiss, and I'm surprised, given what Russ is like, they don't make more of it. Yes, he's not like, oh, this is our first kiss together. It's like, oh my yeah. god, we kissed. Like, he just kind of, he just accepts it as a throwaway thing, which is odd for Ross. But I'm, I'm sure he's enjoying the attention, at least, from her. Oh, definitely. Uh, but then we have Chandler out in the background, just running around for some reason, screaming, I'm free. <laughs> I, again, I don't think this is earned at all, this joke. It's the one part of the episode where I'm like, nah. Because you, we don't have any context for why he's so happy to be free. So him just screaming around how excited he is that he's no longer with Janice. I'm like, well... I'm not sharing his excitement because he's been horrible to her, drank some coffee, punched her in the eyeball, not had his socks, and then he's running around screaming he's free. And I'm like, if anything, Janice should be free. Yeah. Chandler's not given any reason for us to care that he's now free. And how long has he been running around? Is he just running around the block just screaming I'm free? Just it's, repeatedly. Like, yeah. Like, how has he gone to all the five boroughs of New York to let him yeah. know? Like, it, it is funny because, you know, he's screaming I'm free, I'm free. Like, yes, he's out of a relationship, but like you say, like, it's not earned. No, maybe it's the ten espressos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Because it is out of character for him to be kind of that loud. Yeah, that flamboyant. Uh, so, yeah, as, as an episode, I really like this one. I think it starts to become interesting now. Yeah, it's definitely the best episode so far. Like, yeah. If you were going to rank them, it's definitely top. Well, because every, everyone's mixed up with everyone else now. So, like, Chandler and Phoebe have had some time together. Which Phoebe mentions, like, oh, it's so nice to, to do things together. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Chandler's like, great, maybe we can rent a car and run over some puppies. Because she, she is the outside friend, like, you know, Chandler and Ross and potentially Monica are sort of like friends. Yep. Uh, Joey is the, the roommate of Chandler. Ross, Ross is the brother of Monica. Rachel is the best friend, in a sense, of... Yeah, I mean, know. four of them live opposite each other. Yeah. Ross is related to Monica by blood, so you know, he's fairly in there. And then, you've, yeah, you've just got Phoebes. Who's, who's far out there. Like, just about. Yeah. Um... And then obviously you have like Joey and, and Monica spending some time together. Yeah. Trying to break up the relationship. Which they successfully do. Yeah. But we don't hear anything more about. No. They're just mean people. Like we were saying in the episode where they're confessing drunken secrets and we discussed how friends aren't always nice to each other. Yeah, the cast aren't always good people. No. Um, it's quite nice to see a show that frames its characters and protagonists as not always perfect. No, they, they are selfish and have their own goals and don't care about other people. Yeah, it's very mean. Poor. I mean, not that Bob and Angela, you know, we don't see enough of them to know if they're a good couple, but I still feel bad for them. Because, like, ultimately, it's going to come down to me saying Joey is the best friend because he doesn't upset anyone. Like, you know, Chandler cheats on, uh, steals uh, Joey's girlfriend, stuff like that, right? I can't wait for that episode. But Joey does have a bad side where he's just, he has done a bad thing here, hasn't he, for his own selfishness? Yeah, I don't know who I'd pick as the best friend. I think that's an episode that we will come down to later on uh, and probably have to pledge our cases for each character. All right. Present it to the podcast court. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, look forward to these random ideas coming off the top of my head right now. <laughs> um, but no, so, so you're right. We are seeing the characters are not perfect. They do selfish things. They are horrible to other people. Which people are, and again, it's it's a show where you feel like you know them. The reason my friend has you know survived this long and is still loved, and everyone's so excited for the upcoming reunion, is that you feel like you actually know these people. You don't see them as characters in the show. When you think of Monica or Rachel, you just think of them as a character, yes. but not in the context of them being a character. You just think of them as a person. Yeah, it's all, it's almost like how people uh, 
watch YouTubers or listening to podcast hosts like us and, <laughs> and they feel like they're friends with them because they, they learn so much about their lives, but it's a one-way thing. Oh, there's a, I keep forgetting what, there's an actual psychological term for a relationship where only one person invests any kind of emotional effort. Um, it's mostly to do with people having weird crushes on celebrities. Right. I'm going to research it for next episode because it annoys me. I can't remember what it's called, but there's an actual phrase for it. I think that definitely happens with a lot of friends fans here. It's like, you know, if, if you could hang out with these people for a day, you'd be like, yes. yes. And you would be the weird one because you'd be like, hey, Chandler, do you remember that time when you did this? And he'd be like, how, how, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching my whole life. Yeah. Um, but I'd, it's, I'd probably spend the day with Phoebe over everybody else. You think? But, yeah. I think it'd be more, a more interesting day. Either that or getting like a behind-the-scenes tour of the museum from Ross. I, I feel like spending time with the guys would just be kind of fun. I don't know. You know, you, like, so it'd be like the hockey match sort of sort of thing where you just, with, with Chandler, Ross and Joey, just, just hanging out, just having a good time, right? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't go watch hockey with them because <laughs> I'd, I'd be in my devil's jersey just screaming <laughs> about how much they're just sucking there. But like, Ryan, I'd be like, what? Yeah, you, you, you can't do that so much in America, can you? Screaming out to... You can't, as, as I found out at Madison Square Garden when I did some English-style football chants at the Rangers players. People in America were not happy that there were swear words or <laughs> mean-spirited comments directed at fans. It's not something Americans do. They have their very much let's-go team name yep. chants. Anything remotely vulgar or creative, mm-mm. They don't want it. Uh, well, I think we've reached the end of our episode here. Yeah. Uh, I think episode six is going to be another good one. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. I mean, it's, like you said, the rest of the season is pretty much just on fire all the way through. Yeah. The, the, I'm sure I said this in a previous episode, but I can't think of a bad episode. Even you might be able to point out the apothecary ta- table episode. Apothecary table? Yeah. That's it, yeah. So. Uh, that episode, because it is just an advert, basically. Okay, sure. uh, so, so, so people will pull that one out. I was like, oh, that's a terrible episode. But I can't think of an episode where I'm like, no, I'm going to skip this or fast forward it or whatever. So, no, me neither. No. Um, so, yeah, I've been Mark, uh, and you've been listening to uh, Watching Friends. Uh, you can find me, if you want to find out more stuff about me, at fuzzballs.co, uh, where I draw some cute animals and do a little comic and sell merch and things like that. And as always, you can find me at gamehype.co.uk. Hope from Out of Heaven podcast and Critical Geeks podcast because apparently I just don't stop talking. Uh, no, you just like the sound of your own voice. Don't you? <laughs> I don't listen to them. I'm just on them. <laughs> uh, do uh, come and check us out on Facebook and Twitter at uh, Watch Friends Pod and uh, leave some comments and tell us like what you like about the show, what you don't like. You know, pick an episode that we've we've made a podcast about and tell us your thoughts about it because we want to hear it because I think we will try and put some of those into future shows as well. Even if it's just Ryan talks about hockey too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's us for another week, I think. Uh, we'll be back again soon. So until next time, goodbye. Toodle pip. <laughs>